to this episode of Alumni in Excellence. I'm Dr. Paul R. Williams, the Rebecca Grazier Professor of Law and International Relations at American University. I am joined today by my special guest, Adam Wilzeski. Adam was a student of mine in 2004 and one of my very first senior research associates with the Lawyering Peace Program. Adam was also one of my superstar JDMA students. Now, since graduation, Adam has had a number of exciting experiences and career opportunities, all of which have built on his entrepreneurial spirit that I came to know when he was a student of mine. He was also a consummate pace setter in professional development and networking and mentoring. So I'm excited to hear what he has to say today. But just quickly, a little bit of background on Adam. Shortly after graduating, he served as the chief of staff at the US Department of Commerce in their International Trade Administration under the Obama administration. Adam was a lead implementer for the president's national export initiative, which aimed to double the exports and increase job growth during the 2007 to 2009 recession. Adam also managed international affairs and global business development for Lenar International, a multi-billion dollar division of Lenar, America's largest home builder. Currently, Adam serves as the executive vice president of Resolute Public Affairs, a federal government relations and lobbying firm. He recently led a national outreach and engagement campaign for Discovery Incorporated's efforts to protect free and independent media in Poland, successfully securing one of the company's television licenses there in the face of aggressive political opposition. Adam, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Williams, Paul, if I may. Uh, it's wonderful to see you and I appreciate uh, your invitation to me for this uh, opportunity to speak. Great. It's a pleasure to have you here, Adam. And as our repeat listeners know, the idea of this podcast is for a rapid fire 10 minute conversation to explore the career path of alumni who have achieved excellence. So let's kick it off with the first question. Adam, what is your wow? What makes you snap, crackle and pop in the professional environment? Uh, great question. Um, you know, I thought about long and hard about this. Um, and I hearken back to a conversation I once had with the Deputy Director of the United Nations uh, uh, General Assembly, uh, Gian Domenico Pico. And um, it all boils down to, I think professionally, especially human connection. Uh, I know it sort of has a corn in the ear Midwestern ring to it, but it's really true. Um, you know, we're all just people, right? Doesn't matter your title, your financial situation or station in life. Um, but, you know, in most places, and I think you saw this in law school, uh, I'm the guy looking for the person standing in the corner alone, and I seek to engage that person and make them a little bit more comfortable. Um, I teach my daughter to do that, by the way. So, you know, it doesn't matter if I was in the commerce department speaking to somebody who's cleaning the floors or literally talking to the president or vice president of the United States. Uh, both deserve, you know, a nice comment to make them smile once in a while. And I've done all those things. Um, but I'll tell you, on a personal note, and I think this is, I think for me, it's more interesting. Um, as again, I mentioned my daughter, it's the wonders of sort of hanging out with her. Um, an example is, you know, in the springtime, how those piles of cherry blossom petals kind of pile up in driveways. Well, you know, imagine her picking those up and throwing them in the air and the sunlight's coming and the wind's blowing through her hair. You know, I, I actually videotaped that in slow motion once. Um, that gets a little bit close to my real wild. I remember being one of those professors standing in the corner at orientation day or something, overwhelmed by the 120 students that had showed up. And you came up, Adam, and, and you're like, 
you look like you're not having a whole lot of fun here. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little overwhelmed by all this socializing. Let's have a chit chat. Um, so Adam, <laughs> what is your secret to success? Um, I think a secret to success is, you know, it's a, it's, it's multiple ingredients. Um, it's not just one thing, but I have sort of three things that I can just quickly cover. Um, you know, staying true to yourself, listening to your inner voice and perseverance. So let's talk about staying true to yourself for a second. You know, I grew up, um, as you may recall, in Macomb County, Michigan, the bellwether Midwestern place that was home to the Reagan Democrats, right? We were all taught tolerance and all things good in moderation, right? We stayed within the 40 yard lines of life, um, raised Catholic, uh, played football, taught sports and teamwork and the value of working extremely hard. So I often recall my father, you know, whispering in my ear, do things right, the, the right way the first time. And my mom saying, you know, always stay true to yourself in those moments of crisis, right? Um, so if you think about it, back then, a typical fall day, I'd come home from, you know, football practice around 6 p.m., quickly eat and study until 11 p.m., literally, daily. It was brutal. Um, but I think that helped me in my career uh, to go the distance. Um, so I was never, you know, <laughs> you may remember this too from law school. I was never the smartest person in the room, but I definitely worked really, really hard against my competition. Um, you know, study, I, in, in college, I studied hard. Same in law school, took advantage of all the great things the school had to offer. Stayed curious, traveled overseas in school a lot um, to, to uh, the, the Chilean program at, at American uh, Law School. I honed my international education. And that all that, I'm convinced, led me to work for President Obama, eventually at the International Trade Administration. You know, and listening to your inner voice, sort of second ingredient, if you will, you know, you may remember this too. And two years into law school, I took a leap of faith. I literally woke up one morning wide awake and I realized I didn't know that I wanted to be a typical corporate lawyer, which is like, you know, that's like bad. That's like blasphemy in law school to say that out loud. So I decided to change my path. I wasn't scared at all. I transferred to the night school. Um, I actually ended up leaving the International Law Review, which was a big step. A lot of my friends said, you know, you're ruining your career. You're ruining your life. I said, no, I think I'm saving my career. And um, I came to your office. And uh, we did an independent study on the legal structure of the European Union post uh, pre-Gulf War II, uh, which was a phenomenal experience. Three days later, I got a call from my political mentor, a guy named Craig Smith, who was a former White House official, and he invited me to be his chief of staff. Uh, he was running a presidential campaign in 2003. I'll, I'll let the listeners guess on which campaign that was, but I became friendly with the candidate. I loved working that campaign, early mornings, late evenings, rushed back to law school in the evenings, and sleep was rare, um, but it set my career in a new dimension for presidential politics and quickly perseverance. You know, I would bet a dollar every person listening to this podcast has had a moment in their career when they wanted to sort of just give up or tell themselves they don't really have what it takes, maybe suffering from like imposter syndrome or something. Um, I'll give you a quick experience working at Lennar International, right? 2016, after I departed government, I knew I wanted to be this international businessman, but I didn't really know how. I had this international law degree, I had international government experience, and I wanted to work in a big company. Well, sometimes blessings happen in the unlikeliest of places. I was standing in the line at the convention center in Chicago with a few thousand other former Obama officials waiting to hear the president give his last big speech. And I'm in, next, I'm in line next to this wonderful gentleman named Todd Elmer, who happened to go to law school with someone named Chris Marlin, 
who happened to be the president of Lennar International, this multi-billion dollar division of the largest home builder. Todd made the email introduction. It took me like five months, constant emails and follow-up to get Chris on the phone, to get in front of him. We finally met in Miami. You know, we had this wonderful casual lunch near the Lennar headquarters. We had wine. It was wonderful. Um, he asked me, how do I get more sales out of South Korea for homes built in America? I mean, I'm not a real estate guy, but I, 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 I put a presentation together and I got the job. Uh, he hired me. I worked my tail off. He's still one of my best, good, best friends and, and best mentors, just like you are to this day. So I owe a lot to uh, just putting my head down and persevering. Well, Adam, thanks for thanks for sharing those secrets. They they really are secrets <laughs> and secrets and secrets to success. Let's pivot a little bit to Adam. What is your brand, and how has your brand contributed to your success? So it's a tough question, right? Everyone has international marketing devices known as cell phones uh, in their hands at all times. Everyone's trying to brand themselves online. So branding is sort of a funny, a funny thing. I, I would, I would probably say publicly, my brand is in the social media sphere, and people who kind of know me, it's, it's former political happy warrior, international business guy, right? It's cool. It's sort of an eye roll too. I think um, I try to be humble in these things, and I, I, I go, I always go back to my core, uh, my core brand, who I, who I really am. Going back to my childhood, like I mentioned before, and today, my, my brand really is to be an, a good dad to an incredible little girl to be a great husband to my wonderful wife and um, to work hard uh, at work and, and, and focus on what's in front of me and do it really well daily. That's it. That's like my essence. That's that, Those are the brands I care about. So you shop for dad clothes, basically. <laughs> okay, great. I got a whole <laughs> <set of khakis. laughs> Adam is Adam is dialing in from Naples, Florida. So although he's in his jacket and tie, that is <clears throat> not normally his brand. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's ask, let's, let's ask this question that the, the, the listeners of the podcast are always keen on is, is, is Adam, how do you define excellence you mean and like, how do you achieve excellence? How do I define? So you mean like in, in other words, like just using the proper Oxford comma or disallowing dangling participles in legal writing, that kind of, <laughs> no, that's okay. not what I mean. <laughs> Those are important by the way, everybody, but uh, defining excellence. Uh, and I try to define, actually I try to define it in both life and in the workplace. So it, I would sum it up like this. And anyone who's ever worked for me or interned for me knows I, I say this all the time. It's the ability to work hard and have a good attitude all the time. Now, if one has a good attitude, right, they'll want to work hard. If they are working hard with a good attitude, they'll engage, they'll learn, they'll strive, uh, they'll try to achieve excellence daily. Um, that's pretty much all you need, actually, to have a good attitude and be willing to work hard, which means you'll be willing to try new things. And I think that drives you, you as a student or as an adult, as a professional, as a professor, to excellence. Um, how do I achieve it? I mean, I'm, I'm human, right? I struggle. I, I'm not, I remind myself every day that it's achieving excellence is kind of like practicing law. There's no destination. Um, there's not a day that goes by when I say, ah, you know, I've achieved excellence today um, because there's always something I could have done better. My wife laughs at me because I'm like the college football coach who wins the national championship and still gets mad because somebody missed a block. Like I can't just be, I have to constantly be striving for that excellence. So I always have to practice, right? And um, there's a great book called Ob The Obstacle is the Way. 
Ryan Holiday, great author. I highly recommend everyone take a look. Um, I remind myself that obstacles are constantly, that is the journey, that is the way of life. And so uh, I, I think about that daily. I try to, I try to be positive. I try to uh, work really hard. And sometimes I, every year I write down three mantras, right? Like kind of here are the three things I'm going to do this year. And they build every year over year. And I, I've been doing that since 2015. And it's really worked for me in my professional life. So I try to be excellent in my marriage because you got to have stability and reduce chaos in, in your life, and your home, right? You want to have be excellent for your, your family so that people are happy and healthy and, 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 and like you. Uh, and then I try to be excellent in my work and focus on building my career. All right, Adam. Now the most important question. <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? And what does this tell us about you? Oh, Lord. No. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to stay away from ice cream, Paul. Uh, but anyone who knows me, right, knows that I have like three food vices, uh, cookies, popcorn, and uh, ice cream. Um, ice cream. Well, so, you know, look, I, salted caramel is always good. Traverse City cherries, phenomenal. Mackinac Island fudge. I'm from Michigan. Mackinac Island fudge is great. Uh, but, but being from Michigan and a Detroit, unfortunate Detroit Lions fan, although this year they're going to be great again. Um, if you can, you can go, you can go to Kilwin's ice cream parlors and ask, and they'll, they'll go behind the, in the back and find this for you. If you know to ask, it's blue moon, blue moon ice cream is phenomenal. Um, it's a Honolulu blue is the base for Superman ice cream. And clearly I think about these things too much, but if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I didn't ask you about your favorite flavoring for popcorn, which is 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a classic guy, low, low, low butter as I get older. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, thank you for joining us today uh, and sharing with us some of your insights for how to achieve excellence as our young professionals launch themselves on their career paths. It was a real pleasure talking to you today, Adam. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate it. I encourage your uh, listeners and students to always reach out to me for a hand and I'll always be there to help. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adam. Yeah.